Hope you're all doing really well today. My name is Penny and I'm the founder of the Clean and Tidy Home Show. And on today's live, I'm going to be joined by the lovely Sue Spencer from A Life More Organised. So just waiting for Sue to join us. Uh, in the meantime, I would love to hear how your day is going and how you're doing. Um, today we're going to be talking about homing smarter not harder so how you can home smarter not harder so i would love to hear your thoughts uh, and any questions you've got about that and um, please pop them in the comments the button correctly i'm really hoping i'm going to be see, seeing sue's lovely face if instagram is my friend and i can good morning sue. how are you doing i'm really good thanks how about you good yes yeah. It's really well, thank you. Really well. Really looking forward to this. Always love having a chat, having a chat with you, Sue. Um, so, for anybody who hasn't had the pleasure of meeting you, do you want to just do a quick introduction? Yes. Sure. Hi, I'm Sue. Um, my company is a life more organised. I'm a professional organiser um, with a bit of a difference. I'm also a Conmari consultant. So I had the pleasure of joining, of training with Marie Kondo and her team back in 2018. Um, I'm also a member of ABDO, proud member of ABDO, the Association of Professional Declutterers and Organisers. One exists, if you didn't realise. And I have also been a Shine Squad member with the Clean and Tiny Home Show for the last two years and have been working with you guys since I just looked it up, October 21, which is amazing. Love it, love it. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure working with you, Sue. And as I say, always really love our conversations because I feel like for as soon as we started talking, it was really easy to kind of get under the hood of some of these problems um, and challenges that we face day to day in our on our homes. And yeah, I, we're, we're never short of things to talk about, are we, Sue? <laughs> no, <laughs> we always overrun. <laughs> so do you, do you want to just tell us a little bit more about it, what it really means to be a Conmari consultant? Because you've obviously mentioned Marie Kondo and training with her, but what, what does it really mean? Okay, so to bust a few myths to start off with, it's so much more than folding knickers and, and t-shirts and things like that. Um, so I trained back in 2018 um, when we had in-person courses and um, basically I'm certified to use the KonMari method which if you've seen Netflix or you've read Spark Joy or the life-changing magic of tidying up you'll be familiar with so Marie Kondo came up with this method of how to organize your home um, my course back in 2018 was partly in Japanese so I don't know if I've ever told you that before. It's just bizarre. We had a simultaneous translator with Marie. And the whole reason for doing that is to really give you the essence of what the KonMari method's all about. Um, so yes, we learn to help people tidy their homes so they can lead more joyful lives. And we, we find out what sparks joy in their lives. But the really, really important thing that we get underneath of is what's really important to those people so it's not tidying for tidying's sake it's making a life-changing change life-changing magic change to their lives so we focus on really understanding what's important to them and we remove the stuff that's getting in the way of of them living a more joyful and ideal life so yes the decluttering works as part of that and the home organization works around them but the beauty is you see this growth in the person as you're working with them as well which is just just the most amazing thing to see i love it i love it so throughout january i've been really focusing on getting to know yourself better and why that's so important to make your homework better 
better for you. So you've, you've touched on that a little bit there, but do you just want to talk perhaps a little bit more about the onboarding process and why that might resonate so much in terms of how you can really make, as you say, that life-changing difference with someone? Yeah, sure. So before we start working together, so if someone was to come to me for a consultation, um, I don't talk to them about what rooms they want to tidy up and all those sorts of things. I'll ask them why they've given me a, a call and we set up like this 1050. Oh, I'd love to move into your house, Simon. <laughs> we talk about why they're coming to me. Um, but then we start talking about actually, what is it you're trying to achieve? And what's really important to you? What gets you out of bed every morning and gets you up and excited for the day? Um, because that's what I want you to be doing more of. I want to understand um, what's getting in the way of you being able to do more of those things that you love doing and you know, what an ideal day actually looks like, what you do on a weekly, monthly basis and how we make that easier for you. Now, the, the best way I can explain this is um, I've had a couple of clients. One of them I worked with, one of my first ever clients, bless her. Um, she had invited me in to help her with her paperwork. So she was a, um, a carer. Her husband had a brain-acquired an acquired brain injury um, but she also did a lot of the care organization for her parents and for anyone that's involved in anything like that there is so much paperwork going on and my client had almost made this sort of a, a a second role in her life a second work role and her spare bedroom was absolutely full of paperwork she had systems in place but it was really heavy going so the whole reason i was there was to help understand what it was she was doing and try and create some sort of process and flow and tidy things up so they were stored properly but we didn't talk about that what i talked about was her and what she liked doing and recognizing that she had a lot on her plate so how did she switch off where were the release buttons for her because you know yes you're there to to help people if if you're in that situation but also you need to really really take care of yourself and for her she had a craft room that she never went in so we talked a lot about actually freeing up the time for her to go and do that sort of thing. So what we then did is by the time we'd finished processing all the paperwork and getting it into a state that worked properly for her, she was then able to go and work in her craft room. All she wanted was two hours a week. And the following Christmas, I got a handmade Christmas card. So you know, job done on that one. I had a client um, just before Christmas. And if you go back on my reels, you'll see her her sewing room, she absolutely loves. I mean, crafters are the worst because everything's really useful always, isn't it? Um, but she loved beautiful fabrics. And I, I always learn so much when I work with my clients. She, I learned so much about different sorts of fabrics. It's brilliant. Um, but it got to such a state that she couldn't actually do the sewing that she actually really loved doing. So we talked about the sorts of things she loves making, why she loves making them. She made a lot of stuff for her family. She made a lot of stuff for her. And through doing that and really understanding her and what she got joy from, we were then able to go through the stuff that she loved because she loved fabric, but actually make really considered choices about what she kept, what she let go of, facilitating the, pro the process of letting that go. And she made her kids, her, her grandkids, pajamas for Christmas. And it's just right. these little things that create space that make such a difference. 
it's really interesting you touch on that because um remember i think it was on a, a live we were talking to daniela dawkins about how she's obviously a very very creative she's known as the master upcycler um and actually she loves being surrounded by things because that's how that's almost kind of what you know helps her creativity but actually if you're totally overwhelmed by those things it's kind of creating that balance and i think she read something somewhere that often creative people find it harder to declutter because there is so much value within all of those different items absolutely it's so difficult to let those things go and but we do know that clutter actually is just extra stimulus that your brain has to process yeah. And we're all on a different clutter tolerance scale. I use this, this is my own made up thing. It's not scientific or anything like that. But there are, we all have different levels of clutter that we can put up with. Um, and as soon as you tip over what you feel comfortable seeing around you, your stress hormones kick in. So cortisol kicks in, you feel more stress. So actually getting it to a level you're comfortable with is the best thing that you can do because then you can get on with that creativity so i think it's fine to have stuff around you if you're comfortable with it and actually if you can access it if there's no way of um organization or grouping things together then actually that's that stops your creativity because you can't actually find and do the stuff you want to do when you can when you're ready to do it yeah and you've touched on a few points there around what we're kind of leaning into for February, which is this idea. We, we hear often the term work smarter, not harder. And I truly believe we can home smarter, not harder. And mm. so you touched on some of the ways that you might help your, your clients in doing that. But do you want to just tell us a bit more about how some of those processes or systems that you help rather than a, a case of just decluttering and putting something in a, in, you know, in a place where it might, it might belong, but actually about how it can help those kind of daily routines and systems um, when you're working with your clients oh yeah definitely so i think that whole home smarter thing is so in tune with the way the conmari method works because it's very rare that we actually take the time to pause and start thinking about what's really important to us and what we want to do i think life is so busy that we just accept things coming into our homes and carry on doing all those things um, but actually stopping and pausing about trying to get an understanding of what it is that's really important to you and making things flow around your home. So I, I ask people what they do on a monthly and a weekly basis. We talk about being able to put things in place that then assist them. So I've got a lot of clients who have piles, not the medical sort of piles, but the, the just basically piles around their house um, and usually clothes. And I quite often find that the, the almost like the laundry cycle is out of kilter. So I saw someone, uh, it's like gone viral um, uh, thing yesterday about actually you can never finish your laundry because your laundry is always on a cycle. So actually the acceptance of that is absolutely brilliant. But if you can fix the volume of stuff that you've got that you never wear in your clothes drawers and in your wardrobe, that's making it difficult to get those piles of clothes back in there then you can create a routine where that laundry cycle flows. So one of the th things I do with people is um, talk to them about when they're able to do their washing. So um, I found one thing that really helped me when I was working full time in the corporate world was to have a day for doing the bedding. So the bedding went on on a Monday morning before I went to work and then was all sorted by the evening. But it then meant that if anything else happened during the week, I was able to cope with it because there was space in my routine 
to be able to fit other things in. I think people think if you've got routines, it's, it's almost inflexible. But you can always shuffle around your routine. But if you know that you've got a block of time where you're going to do that something every week, it then allows you freer time to be able to do the stuff that you're not expecting to happen. It's really if that makes sense. Funny, I've just started writing a blog piece on routines. So very much changing that thought process about routines being something that's going to hold you to doing something and it's going to really stop you from being able to enjoy your life. But actually it can create more space for wonderful time. So that idea of really changing the mindset around it, um, which is certainly something that I feel like I've been really leaning into um, since kind of the, the start of the year, because it's just made things that idea of habit and routine that you can just automatically do things rather than constantly thinking, right, what have I got to do and what order I'm, am I going to do it in just makes it kind of seamlessly happen. And then, yeah, leave space for the things that you really want to do. Oh, completely. I mean, one of the things that an awful lot of my clients end up with is one of these. Don't know if you've ever seen one of those before. Is a redactor roller. So the amount of paperwork I find around houses just scattered around and piles of stuff piles on top of shredders because they haven't got rid of shred shredding things yet. So when we actually go through things like paperwork, I'm like, let me show you my magic tool. And you basically, if you're the sort of person that wants to protect your identity and you roll over something, it goes straight away. So rather than it being a pile on the side to be processed, it comes through the front door. You look at it. If it's stuff you want to get rid of, you literally do that and it goes in recycling. So that's one pile gone straight away. And then we create a little holding box or, or um, tray for anything that they need to double check, process, file. But then it means that it's not scattered everywhere. It's all in one place. I love it. Got a few it people doesn't matter if you don't, they've got those. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't do it every day or every week. If, uh, you know, we try and get some routines in place. But actually, if, if your call to action is that, that box is almost half full and that's your time to do it and if that's how you function that works for you it's i never so one of the things i do when i go into people's houses my email before is say do not tidy up before i come that's the worst thing you can do i want to come into your home and see how you're living your lives how you're using that space at the moment because as we're putting these routines in place um they have to be things that fit with how you live because you're much more likely to adopt them and we can put habit stacking on top of that if we're not trying to change what you already do. So we build on your normal lifestyle rather than try and put new things in place. And that really, really helps people to be able to adopt new things. I really want to address some of the stuff that's in the comments. But just before we move on, can you just explain what habit stacking is? Because I love this. And this was a term that I've only recently discovered just before the last show. OK, so I picked this up from a book called Atomic Habits which I would show you but it's way over there so I won't so it's an absolutely fab book um, so habit stacking is uh, if you're trying to adopt something new to add it on to something that you always do so for example um, I've got two examples one's a bit <laughs> I will I will share because it's not rude rude I just thought it was quite funny um, uh, one is you know you put the kettle on and whilst the kettle, kettle's on, maybe you clear the breakfast dishes off the table or you wipe down the surface. So you're adding something on to something that you're already doing. Um, and then you build on that. So once that becomes a routine, you put the kettle on, you load up the dishwasher, uh, and then you wipe down the surface. So my, one of my clients the other day, um, we always talk about how much water, 
water we don't drink and how we should drink more water she brought me up a glass of water and I was like oh where's yours and she said I'm habit stacking every time I go to the loo now I have a glass of water not in the same place clearly but you know, it's just that you know taking something you do and using it as a prompt to do something that you're trying to adopt yeah it's something that I've been, as I say, along, alongside this Woo team um, thought process. It's something that I've really started doing and it really helps. And they often say as well, if you are a neurodivergent, it's something that can particularly help you. Um, I think the example that I've seen before was, you know, if you want to eat more fruit, don't just think I'm going to eat more fruit this week. Think I'm going to eat 10 blueberries after that first morning glass of water or while the kettle's boiling or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, you're then triggering that next action, um, which I just think it, a lot of these things sound so simple when you actually talk about them but you know we it, it's about understanding how our brains work and having the time or the understanding or, or even just you know space to consider this is going to be easier for me and my family and being really specific is the thing that you just mentioned with the 10 blueberries that's really that that's what really really works so um the other thing is becoming the person that does it so that's also in that book so not only yeah and then you are so i was trying to read more because i I haven't read since I had kids 25 years ago um and so becoming a reader so actually I would pick up a book and even if I read one page I was a reader uh, same with exercise trying to get up and get out of bed and do something you know five minutes 15 minutes in the bag I, I do exercise I am that person now it's not someone yeah. that maybe gets around to it I love that. And because I'm certainly somebody that thinks I'm one of those, unless I can finish it and make it all perfect, I won't start it. And so for me, it's similar to that thing of just just do a little bit. Or if there's lots of washing up on the side, just do a couple. Because then when I come back, there'll be less to do and I'll be able to fit more in and just really just trying to, I've, I've saw, and again, I think it's something that's gone viral, this thing about giving yourself grace is it's not going to work all the time. And you might try one habit one day that doesn't work or, you know, try and build and that's not going to, that routine or that process is not going to quite work for you. So adjust it and eventually you'll get there, right? Just yeah. keep trying. Yeah, progress progress over procrastination always yeah. and it's taken me an awful I'm a, I am a recovering perfectionist <laughs> it's taken that. me a long time to realize that actually just getting something started and having some of those benefits and enjoying those benefits is is the first step to getting there and then it feeds it doesn't it it makes you move forward yeah but absolutely love that right i'm really keen to address a couple of things in the comments because this comes on to one thing that i really wanted to ask you about your kind of top tips for homing smarter and and how you can get started so i'm sure it was lucy a bit further back just said really want to um you know get get declutter and get more organized but really struggling with where to start and a lot of people also kind of saying there's that there's that thing about almost half as you're addressing things you kind of got to essentially tidy up along the way and funnily enough a friend of mine was sharing some videos and pictures from me yesterday saying how something on our page had inspired her to get started but she was at that bit in the middle where she was like right everything's everywhere what do I do now I've you know that initial bit of energy is just worn off how am I going to get to the end so yeah would love your love your thoughts on on getting started getting finished uh, and any top tips so getting started start small do not be watching the television programs where they've got piles and piles of beds uh, clothes on the bed because that is the situation where you want to walk out of the room and shut the door on it and then you get go to bed at night and you think oh, i forgot that was there so i always encourage people if you're doing it yourself and you don't have someone there helping you then start small um and the beauty of the conmary method is that it really does reduce into tiny tiny steps so if i was to say start with your clothes i could say start with your underwear drawer start with your sock drawer then do some t-shirts 
then do your genes that each time you're reducing what you've got which is a key way of you know homing smarter it makes it easier to put things away and contain these smaller amounts um i have worked with a huge number of clients already this year um, and i have three examples of socks so i have uh, and all of them clean which is fabulous one of my clients had lots of socks in carrier bags because she couldn't get them into her sock drawer one of my clients had all her socks all balled all paired already in one sock drawer but you couldn't shut the sock drawer because it was so full and the other client had no idea where the other pairs of the socks were and they were scattered around five different drawers in the chest of drawers so i always say to people i mean i think vicky silverthorne had um start with your sock drawer is, is her book but if you do your sock drawer and you reduce the number of socks you've got you are not a centipede you do not need 100 pairs of socks but i appreciate you might want socks for trainers socks for every day socks for walking your bed socks your nice you know thermals and things so there's a place for everything in there but it's enough and that depends on how often you do your washing and all those sorts of things same with your knickers same with your bras if you just tried very carefully to do that and empty them out on your bed sorted through the ones you love the ones you always pick up the ones that never get out because at the bottom of the pile you're not going to wear them they were uncomfy last time and no one wants a pair of uncomfy pants move them on and the next day when you get dressed you have the benefit of having a really beautiful drawer when you open it and that's like the first hurdle in the morning's done you can get your underwear on without fighting to find a matching pair of knickers and bra and stuff like that so start small start with your sock drawer and then do it small category by category and then I suppose if you start like that, then you're less likely to have this overwhelm and struggle to get finished because it's like an ever evolving thing. But you just keep keep addressing these little things as you go. You don't need to be decluttering 24 seven. You just need to put, you know, it's sometimes it's taken time for your home to get as full as it's got. Uh, and I appreciate sometimes decluttering by category can be quite hard bringing all those things together. But there's a, a degree of sorting as you do that. And I always say to someone, as you're pulling things together don't touch something twice so and that's another good routine don't touch it twice make a decision if it's something that's definitely going move it on there and then um but if you break it down into the smaller bits the place where it ends up the storage bit might not be the final storage when you finish the whole thing but it's away and you can carry on living your life so you know one two hours sort something move on and i think if you're going by category you're already saving time space by each of those things you're going so it's going to make everything else easier and give you more time back straight away each day so socks is an example with i've literally just been filming some content we're going to be used from for a real of, of things that i've been doing with my socks so um the idea that actually when my kids i get undressed i put the socks together so that when they're then going into the washing machine they're going in as pairs they're then coming out as pairs and then i intentionally put them on the clothes hanger next to each other so that when they're then dry i put them together they then go in the basket ready to go into their room into their shop their sock drawer and again something that i hadn't done before but just even that simple change when i'm now then going to get them dressed in the morning or if i'm you know planned enough to kind of plan their um organized enough to plan their outfits for the week i know that they're sorted and at least they're okay and they're in the right place and they're in the right pairs and that's it's just it's made such a difference yet actually it hasn't really taken me much longer because it's just that process that's made it easier to keep on track of them yeah it's just simple simple things and people i mean there's a great quote and it's it's by rosie 
um, the Tidy Coo, who's another KonMari consultant, and it's a, um, I'm not organized because I have time, I have time because I'm organized. And it's so, so true. It's just carving out a little bit of time will save you so much more time in the future, ongoing saving time. Yeah. I love it. So anything else, Sue, that you want to leave us with in terms of home smarter, not harder, or any other top tips or things that you think are incredibly important that you want to leave us with today for everyone who's kind of chomping at the bit to, to make a change? So I would, you know, as we talked about ha habit stacking, I would really try and make sure that anything you take on fits with what you're already doing. So use some, put in some organisation and routines, but try not to drastically change something you're already doing fit it into that normal way of working and um it sounds you know sounds really obvious but reducing if you reduce what you have it makes your life easier so i think um people think that conmari is sometimes a bit minimalism but believe me it's it's not minimalism at all it's living with what you love rather than and being able to see the stuff you love rather than anything else and some of my clients do like really clear surfaces other people love to live in a more lived in environment um and and we get there through a process of going through things one thing at a time in a really mindful way so don't put pressure on yourself to get everything done quickly start small and just do it in a really routine way and you'll see the benefits well love it so i could talk to you for days weeks months about all of this so we're going to have to get you back on uh, in the coming weeks because i feel like there's always more to talk about but anybody who um has any questions um or by all means makes a start after listening to this live um we'll post this on the grid so we'd love to hear from you please pop in the comments um any other questions or, or or share any progress or challenges that you have and we'd love to go on that journey with you but thank you everybody for tuning in today and thanks again sue um really appreciate your time today Thanks, Penny. Bye. Have a good Thanks, day. Bye.